0: Our scripture reading today comes from the Genesis, chapter 24, verses 34 to 67. Listen for the word of God. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become wealthy. He has been given flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female slaves, camels and donkeys. And Sarah my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and he was also given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but you shall go to my father's house, to my kindred, and get a wife for my son. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you will only make success the way I am going, I am standing here by the spring of water. Let the young woman who comes out to draw, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman who the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will also water your camels. So I drank, and she also watered the camels. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethel, Nehor's son, whom Malachi bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelet on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to obtain the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you will deal locally and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me so that I may either turn to the right hand or to the left. They called Rebecca and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will. So they sent away their sister Rebecca and her nurse along with Abraham's servants and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, May you, our sister, become thousands of myriads. May your offspring gain possession of the gates of their foes. Then Rebekah and her maids rose up, mounted the camels, followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had come from Birlahoaroi, and was settled in Nagah. Isaac went out in the evening to walk in the field, and looking up, he saw camels coming. Rebekah looked up, and when she saw Isaac, she slipped quickly from the camel and said to the servant, Who is the man over there walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. The servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her to, into his mother Sarah's tent. He took Rebecca, she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death.
1: All right, we're gonna do a quick little bit of history here. Uh, according to Jewish traditions, there are actually like three attempted creation stories. The first one started with Adam and Eve, and what happened immediately? They messed up. So that didn't work out so well They get kicked out of the garden. So God says, okay, um, I'm going to start anew. We'll start again. We'll start with uh, Noah and his family. We'll wipe out everybody. This is not a happy story. We'll wipe out everybody and then start over. And what's the first thing Noah does when he gets out the ark? He gets drunk. Um, which if you're 40 days or 10 months, depending on which part of the story you read, you can understand with all those animals. Um, That doesn't work out so well either. So I said, okay, I'm going to start with one family. I'm going to start with Abraham, and from that family, from Abraham's family, all of the nations and all of the families of the world will be blessed. Okay, So this is the backdrop of this story this is what, in Christian terms, you call salvation history. This is the start of the whole shooting match. Now, Abraham has uh, with Sarah have Isaac, and last week we just heard what did uh, Abraham? What was Abraham asked to do to Isaac? Sacrifice. And how far did he get? Pretty close. He had him bound up with ropes or tied up, and he had the knife, and then he's told not to do it. What does this do to a son's relationship with his father? Makes him think, Dad, I want to be like you. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and a man in the moon. You know, um, you just can't imagine that Isaac grew up thinking, wow, I want to be like my dad. That's a hard uh, one. Um, Isaac has probably grew up to be a little bit of a mama's boy. He loved his mother, he got his comfort from his mother, and his mother died. So now, what do you do for Isaac? What do you do for a young man that needs to continue the lineage? You need something else here. You need a wife. Right, if you're going to be the father of myriads, you need to start the myriads. That's right, you need to start somewhere. So, this is actually a really important story. Okay? This story is about how you continue the story. That's why it's here. And so, Abraham says, I don't, I'm looking around at all you native, whatever you are, where we're living, Canaanites, and I don't want my son to have a wife among you all, folks. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my father's people and we'll get a wife there. So he sends a servant without any, he doesn't say, okay, here's our, here are my references and here's who Abraham is and and then I want you to, to hire a PI to make sure that the young woman that you choose, you know, you don't have this AA AAA detection agency. So the servant on his own says, this is remarkable. The first woman that draws from the well, I'm going to ask her for some water because I'm thirsty. And if she says, I will not only offer water to you, but allow me to water your camels. She'll be the one, if she does that, that is the right one. He prays to God that let this woman be the right one. This is a remarkable story, isn't it? This is how you all think about getting Spouses from your for your kids, right? If it only were that simple. Mary actually um, talked about, you know, religious people talk to God. Actually, the definition of a religious person is someone who talks to God. The definition of a crazy person is someone who God talks back. Um, I don't think it works that way, but it is difficult to understand. How do you determine what God wants? And this is a really, again, this is a really important part of the story. And Rebecca comes up and he says, Can you give me a drink, please? And maybe because he said, Please, which most men won't do, she says, Not only will I draw for you, but let me draw for your camels. And then she says, Will you be faithful to my master's son? Will you be faithful? because my master's been mightily blessed by God, he's got camels, he's got goats, he's got gold and silver, and servants and maidservants and all that. And she says, sure, why not? So he puts a nose, he puts a nose ring in, which I kind of like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in so much trouble already. Um, and, and, and bracelets on and takes her to her parents, and the parents kind of find out who Abraham is, and, and they said, yeah, okay, okay. And she says, yeah, I'll go. Can you imagine the faith it takes to just say, I'm going to leave everybody I know and only go with my nurse to a country I've never seen, and um, I'm going to marry a guy that I've never met, and that's it. These are the parts of the story in the the Bible that I have a hard time wrapping my head around Can you imagine doing this? She was ready. And God's hand is in this. It's really clear from the story. Rebecca is more actually from this point on. Rebecca becomes more important in this story than Isaac. We always talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But it really is Abraham, Rebecca... Jacob and Rachel and, you know, and and that. It really, this is important. Rebecca is critical for getting this story forward. So my question to you is, why is this story written down? I mean, I'm sure lots of things happened that weren't written down. Why was this story so important That it got recorded in history and told and retold and retold and retold around the campfires until it was written down. And it can't be because they had such a high opinion of women, because we know that ain't the case. So, why does this story, what's the real importance of this story for our lives? It continues the lineage. God chose the wife, faith, yeah, not who they were, but because of God who is, did I, know? hand, there's no right, here, this is a great thing, these are the questions you want to answer, because there are no right answers, there are sometimes it's like, what did Genesis actually say about this, and then you could be really wrong, because it didn't say that, but on this, why was the story included? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have have clues, maybe. I do have ideas, but I could be completely wrong. This story for me, and, and Mary and I have actually talked about this. Remember what we talked about? You want to say, or no? You don't want to say. This story is an amazing story because this is a story about Isaac being comforted. Isaac has lost his mother. Isaac has heard the stories over and over and over about how God appeared to Abraham, his father, all the time. And and Abraham did everything God wanted. And now the lineage is supposed to go through him. He almost gets killed by his old man. And he's supposed to be the one through whom this great promise and wonder for the world, this blessing for the world, is going to continue. And how much pressure is on this guy? None at all. No pressure, son. If you fail, well, God fails. Have a nice afternoon. Isaac has got to be feeling like lint. And the one person in the world who he was close to and clearly loved him and made him feel special was his mother. And she's now dead. And God finds Rebecca not just to fulfill the promise, but to comfort Isaac. The story ends. He brings Isaac, Isaac brings Rebekah into his mother's tent, and he is comforted. There is a lot of stuff going on in this story. There are big important things. Salvation history. You gotta you gotta get to David, and then you gotta get to somebody after David. Who was who that? I think we 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 talked about him a little bit. Jesus, yeah, without without this story, you don't get there. So this lineage is kind of important. This story is important, and yet this story is about how God takes the effort to comfort us. Do we believe that for ourselves? Do we look at the opportunities and the things in our world and see God's hand in it? Because you can cynically look on the outside or not cynically look on the outside and say the servant got what? Begins with an L. Sounds like lucky charms. He got lucky. He got lucky. He showed up at a well. The next woman showed up, happened to be a good fit. That was all luck. You can look at it that way. It might have been luck. might have been a coincidence. Or it might have been what? God's hand. The question that I have for you is when you look at your life, do you see coincidence, or as Bill Parker says, quinky-dink? Is that just coincidence or quinky-dink? Is it just coincidence? Coincidence of God's energy. There's a wonderful thing on PBS. They do a constant refrain. It's all how you look at it. Grew up in PBS? It's all how you look at it. How do we look at the things in our life when something happens and we are greatly comforted? Do we think, well, that was a nice coincidence. That worked out for me. We We lucked out. How many of you have heard that? How many of you believe that? How many of you have ever said, wow, God's hand was there? Yeah. And if you say that and you think that and you start believing it, guess what happens? It happens more often. You get the lenses to see it more often. Right. Right. But the more often you see it, the more you realize it's, yeah, you get the lenses. But it's, I think there's probably a both hand. People that expect to have a religious experience generally do. People that never expect to have a religious experience generally don't. It's all how you look at it. This story is a beautiful story because on the one hand, it's not that important. They could have done three verses on bringing Rebekah into Isaac's life. They really could. The servant was sent to Abraham's homeland, found a suitable, you know, wife for Isaac, and she moved into, you know, that's two verses. This was a long herkin thing that we had to edit down. If it looked choppy, it was because we edited out a lot of verses. We did. We do that because we know your attention span is this big. <laughs> no, my attention span is that big. Actually, that's the, we follow the Revised Common Lectionary. They send it to us. If anything, we whittle it down more than that. But that's the full text for today. This story is important because it says God is comforting Isaac at the same time that God is moving the providential history of salvation for us. God is amazingly able to do two things at the same time, proving that God is a woman. (laughs) If you want definitive proof that God is a female and not a man, this text is it. I'm sorry. This story for me is important. Because when you look at whatever partner you find, do you see God's hand? Do you see God's hand? If you don't see God's hand, maybe the partner's not right. But maybe you don't have the right spectacles. God does, in fact, want to comfort us, God does, in fact, want us to be loved. And feel safe. And those stories are important to tell us. To look for God. Because God's providential hand is all around us. And that's good news. Amen.